Thank God for our liturgical dance ministry. I want to read verse 2 of chapter 4 again. A farmer went out to sow his seed. Amen. I want to preach this installment of this verses series staying the course versus quitting staying the course versus quitting Lord bless your word bless your preacher Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction, barrier, hindrance that would keep us from hearing from you. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Staying the course versus quitting. Close those doors, please. If you have ever done anything challenging, demanding, or exacting, then more than likely you have wrestled with the temptation to quit. If you have ever done anything challenging, demanding, or exacting, more than likely you have wrestled and struggled with the temptation to quit. Whether it is leading an organization or developing and living in a marriage where you are trying to be happy, healthy, and holy. At one time or another, you have thought or struggled and wrestled with quitting. Whether it is raising a child or children that you want to be sane, stable, and spiritual, or you personally resisting the temptation not to be ratchet, reckless and rude. More than likely, you have struggled and wrestled with the temptation to quit. Whether it is minding your own business, staying in your own lane and keeping your head down, or seeking to be, do, and give 
your best 24-7, 365. At one time or another, you have wrestled and struggled with the temptation to quit. Whether it is checking off items on your bucket list or making the most of God-given opportunities, at one time or another, you have struggled and wrestled with the temptation to quit. Whether it is developing your craft, staying the course in ministry, or recovering after trauma, grief, or a loss that rocked you to your knees. You have struggled and wrestled with the temptation to quit. If you have done anything challenging, demanding, or exacting, more than likely you have struggled and wrestled with the temptation to quit. I wish I had 200 folk who could testify and say, Preacher, been there, done that. Or right now, I'm living in the midst and struggling and wrestling with the temptation not to throw in the towel, wave the white flag, take a one-way trip where nobody knows me, live off the grid, and just say, let's just kiss and say goodbye. According to this New Testament parable, Jesus is telling a story about an ambitious farmer who is resisting the temptation to quit and who is staying the course. As we traditionally read this New Testament parable, we, in most cases, apply this parable to those of us who are called to the task of preaching, teaching, and leading. But this parable is not just for those of us who are preachers, teachers, and leaders. This parable is applicable to everybody who is engaged in something challenging, demanding, and exacting. This farmer is symbolic of anybody and everybody who is engaged in a task, work, relationship, or a call that is challenging, demanding, and exacting. As this ambitious farmer hopes, labors, and prepares for an abundant harvest, this farmer is aware and acquainted with the unpredictable nature of farming. Farming, like life, is not an exact craft, discipline, or science. If you have lived for a few years, you know 
There are few guarantees in this life. As this farmer plants good seed, this farmer knows and is certain of the life-giving reproductive potential of the seed. But having planted seed a time or two, this farmer is also aware of the diverse, different, divergent nature of soil. The farmer can do his or her job. The seed has life-giving reproductive potential. But the soil can be unpredictable. Some soil is deep, but some soil is shallow. Some soil is good, but some soil is bad. Some soil is receptive, but some soil is rocky. Some soil is cooperative, but some soil is contrary. Some soil is ready and willing, but some soil is resistant and wayward. Some soil is committed and consecrated, but some soil is carnal and has yet to make up its mind. Some soil says amen, but some soil sleeps every sermon. Some soil is here, but some soil is on the other side of town. Soil is unpredictable. Just because the seed has life-giving reproductive potential, just because the farmer does his or her job, you can't place any certain bets on the soil. Yet, despite the unpredictable nature of the soil, the farmer stays the course. The farmer does not quit. The farmer does not pout. The farmer does not throw a tantrum. The farmer is not cussing and fussing about the seed or the soil. The farmer does not go through the motions. The farmer is not just faking it until the farmer makes it. But the farmer is staying the course. Anybody who is engaged in anything challenging, demanding, or exacting ought to be encouraged by the example of this farmer who stays the course. Those of us who are engaged in anything challenging, demanding, exacting, parenting, marriage, education, serving, being a good neighbor, living a holy, healthy life, seeking to be your best, not just on Sunday from 9.30 to maybe 10.45, but seeking to live a consecrated life, 
24-7-365 is in need of encouragement because life is unpredictable. And how we plant determines whether we stay the course or not. If you plant any old kind of way, you won't stay the course. Unless you plant a certain way, it is almost impossible to withstand the unpredictable nature of living. I mean farming. 80 degrees this afternoon. But 35 degrees, 6 o'clock a.m. Monday morning. Unpredictable. Climate change. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Yet a week later. child you raised never gave you a bit of trouble yet out of nowhere you wonder if this is the same child you brought into the world life is unpredictable labored came early stayed late yet we no longer think we need your services. Been rational, been thoughtful, been diligent, yet your friend thinks they are putting a chip in a vaccine to track you. Thinks you are a tool of a group of people unpredictable anyone who has engaged in anything challenging demanding or exacting can testify how you plant how we live will determine whether or not we stay the course how does this farmer stay the course y'all gonna help me preach this Farmer stays the course by planting prayerfully. As the farmer plants, watch chapel, y'all help me use my sanctified imagination on this Sunday morning. Anybody who knows anything, Sister Pearl, about farming and planting and agriculture knows that though Farming is not an exact science. There's a lot of prayer that precedes a harvest. I don't care what you plant. Come on, talk to me. If you put your hand in some dirt, you are also praying while you are planting. This farmer in my sanctified imagination as he or she is planting 
good seed is also engaged in the work of prayer as he or she is hoping, laboring, and preparing for a harvest because in most instances, planting is accompanied by prayer. And as we seek to stay the course in life, whatever work we are engaged in, we got to engage in the work of prayer as we plant. There are some things beyond our pay grade, our ability, our capacity. The farmer can control his or her job as planting the seed, but the farmer does not control the climate. The farmer does not control the atmosphere. The farmer does not control when it rains, how long it rains. The farmer does not control whether the birds come and snatch the seed, but the farmer, as he or she plants, is praying. And as we do the work that God has assigned to our hands, be it preaching, be it parenting, be it serving, be it leading, be it evangelizing, be it education, whatever the work God has assigned us to, we can stay the course if we plan and plan and pray while we plant. Maybe we have not stayed the course because we have been dependent upon self and not dependent upon Almighty God. Maybe we have withered. Maybe we have waved the white flag. Maybe we have quit too soon. Maybe we have not withheld or withstood the storms and challenges because of prayerlessness. Go on, preach, Harry. Try to live it in your own power if you want to. Try to parent in your own power if you want to. Try to be married in your own power if you want to. Try to lead in your own power if you want to. Try to serve in your own power if you want to. Try to bring the best out of people in your own power if you want to. But all of us will hit the proverbial wall. There's something about the power of prayer that we plug into through the power of God. We plug into through prayer. Prayer will God will help you run when you feel like quitting. God will help you stand when you feel like sitting. God will give you mileage and give you strength to persevere when you want to give up. God will give you be the wind beneath your wings. God will keep your mind when you feel like you're losing your mind. I wish I had 10 folk who could testify. I found the answer when I learned how to pray. If anybody knows about the power of prayer, it ought to be black folk in these United States of America. God knows our mothers and fathers, our aunts and uncles, the people who built this church after us a legacy of prayerfulness. And we have been able to make it because somebody called on the name of God. 
Honey, you ain't where you are because you fine. Brother, you ain't where you are because you handsome. You are where you are because somebody prayed while they were planting. This farmer plants prayerfully. Not only does this farmer plant prayerfully, but I believe, Dr. Adela, this farmer plants indiscriminately. Now, what do you think about farming? You can't prejudge where you throw seed. Don't judge the book by the cover. The book may look raggedy and ratchet. The external packaging might lack presentation and panache. But once you open the pages, that book might be a Pulitzer Prize winner written by a MacArthur genius writer. But sometimes we prejudge where we are going to invest our time. Because it don't look the part. This farmer goes out and plants seed. Farmer is no rookie. This farmer has planted before, but the farmer bag over his or her shoulder. Plants ain't looking at what's rocky, ain't looking at what's good, but just plants ain't looking at what it looks like, but just ain't looking at what's deep or what's shallow, but just plants ain't looking at what it think it's gonna grow, but just just plants. Ain't looking at what folk have said about this side, but just plants. Ain't looking at what folk have said about that side, but just plants. Just, the farmer just does his or her job indiscriminately. And sometimes if we are going to stay the course, we got to learn how to plant indiscriminately because God has a way of producing a harvest in unlikely places. Sometimes we have discounted people that 
produce the greatest harvest and we overestimated folk that we thought would produce the greatest harvest, but they have produced little and we have prejudged, y'all ain't talking to me, and discounted the wrong way. God looks at stuff we don't look at. We look at stuff God ain't looking at. We looking at somebody, y'all ain't talking to me in here. We looking at the red bottoms and the purple labels, but God is looking at a heart that is committed to him. We looking at what somebody drives and where they live, but God looking at their heart, their character, their integrity. We looking at what's the behind somebody's name, but God is looking at whether they have given their lives to him or yielded to him totally. Say, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am, everything I'm not. Maybe if we would learn how to plant indiscriminately, maybe we haven't experienced our harvest because I'm planting here and I've ignored that side. I'm planting here. But I've ignored, maybe I just need to plant indiscriminately. Treat the janitor as well as you treat the CEO. Don't you treat the manager better than you treat the teller. Don't you treat that 12-year-old worse than you treat their grandmama because that 12-year-old is going to grow up to be 50 one day. Maybe I need to plant indiscriminately. Maybe I need to plant prayerfully. Maybe I need to plant faithfully. The sower just sows. The sower just plants. Farmer is just planting. When it's time to plant, the farmer just does his or her job with a smile on his or her, her face. It just says, it's time to plant, and I'm going to go plant. The farmer is not seeking to plant in any old kind of way, but the farmer is planting faithfully. Those of us who are Christians need to recognize that God looks at some things we don't look at. God values some things that we don't value. The value system of the kingdom is different than the value system of the world in which we live. The world says success is more this or that. But God says success is faithfulness. 
Maybe this farmer is able to stay the course because this farmer has recognized the importance of prayerfulness, the importance of indiscrimination, but the importance of faithfulness. Maybe I just need to be faithful. As a husband, as a wife, as a friend, as a son, as a daughter, as a granddaughter, as a grandson, as a brother or sister in Christ, be faithful. I'm talking to somebody right now. Because sometimes we quit too soon because we have not encountered success the way other folk have encountered success. And we are seeing them get 30-fold and 60-fold and 90-fold and 100-fold, but we only got 20-fold. And I'm going to quit because I have not encountered the abundance I thought I was going to have. Come here, somebody. I wish I had some New Testament believers, Sister Deborah McMillan, who understood this agrarian metaphor. Let me take it to what Paul says. Paul tells the church at Corinth, don't compare or contrast about Paul and Apollos. Come on, talk to me. I, I'm going to my seat right now because Paul waters, Apollos plants, but God gives the increase that went over somebody's head. Your job is to be faithful at your assignment. Just keep on planting. And God gives the increase. Trust God to give the increase over your life. You just keep on serving. Keep on being a good spouse. Keep on being a good mama. Keep on being a good parent. Keep on being a good preacher. Keep on being a good pastor. Keep on praying. Keep on planting indiscriminately. When you wake up in the morning, put a smile on your face and go at it like it's your last day. And God in heaven will give the increase in his own time. Does anybody have that testimony? I thought God had forgot about me. I thought I was on a chain gang. But God in his own time opened the door, made a way, promoted me from the mail room to the boardroom. God has a way of blessing, promoting, opening doors, making ways, recognizing what you're doing, and God will provide. I said, God will promote. God will prosper. God will bless. And when that time comes, when you come to the end of the journey, weary of life and the battle is won, he will say, well done good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now come on up and be ruler over many. But until that time, keep on serving, keep on singing, keep on praising, keep on praying, keep on loving, keep on forgiving, and God will. I said God will.
I said, God will. Stay the course. Stay the course. It's, life is unpredictable. You ain't <laughs> some of the stuff you dealt with. You never, never would have never thought you did would have dealt with that. I wish I had some help now. Some things you've gone through. You, if you bet, you would have lost money. He, he would have never done me. She, she ain't gonna do me like that. He ain't gonna do me like that. They, they ain't gonna do me like that. No, that's my main apple scrapper. No, not him. Not her. Not them. Not Pookie. I started this corporation. But keep on planting prayerfully, indiscriminately, faithfully. We work for God. Let me help somebody in here. You don't work for your mama, your daddy. You don't work for your spouse. You don't work for your children. You belong to God. And folk better be glad you love God the way you do. Come on, I'm talking to some real folk now. I'm talking to, I'm talking to my hood and holy folk. You better be glad I love God the way I love him. Because you would have took an L a long time ago now. Come on out. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. We belong to God. God is our... We... we we accountable to him more than we accountable to anybody else. So folk, folk better be, you, for, come on now. You know some folk in your life. Honey, you better thank God. I love God the way I do. Come on now. Hey. I'm talking, some of y'all ain't going to say amen, see, because you. <laughs> There's somebody right now, my sister, my brother, you needed to be reminded that don't look too, you know, we look around too much. Let's, let's start looking up more. Look, now, keep your eyes stayed on him. Keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. Is there one this morning, you might be here, sister, my brother, you're not saved or you're saved but don't have a church home, you're physically here, here at Watch Chapel, and God is leading you to become a member of this church. God is leading you to become a Christian. I want you to come from wherever you are, my brother, my sister. You're here, not by accident. The Holy Spirit led you here. 
you need a church home, 